Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, lots of people have been giving us predictions for the year ahead in print and on radio. But what about the economy for 2024? Well, one of our regular economic commentators on Down to Business is Cormac Lucy, who writes for the Sunday Times, Ireland. And his economic predictions are somewhat bleak at times. Good morning to you, Cormac. Hi, Bobby. How are things? Uh, I'm in top form, but I hope I'll be in top form after talking to you, um, uh, looking at your 2024 economic predictions. Um, Firstly, um, maybe give us a kind of a high-level view of how you think things are going to run for us here in Ireland 2024. Well, I think there there are two inputs to answering that question. The first is, is there going to be an international recession? Uh, and the second then is what's going to be happening domestically that might worsen that or make that better. And I think internationally, outside the United States, all of the major economic blocks are uh, in recession or heading into recession. So we've big difficulties in the UK, big difficulties in Germany, big difficulties in China. The, the, the shoe that hasn't dropped is the United States. And I was just reading a review of predictions made a year ago for 2023, where it was reported that 85% of economists had reported then, or had predicted then, that the US would head into recession last year in 2023. Now, clearly that recession didn't happen, but I think an awful lot of the factors that led economists back then to predict that one would happen, they're, they're in, still in place today. They're in place to an even greater degree and I would be astonished if the US didn't enter a recession sometime around the middle of this year. And, and Cormac, do we, do we need to redefine recession in terms of, like, theoretically we're supposed to be in recession here in Ireland, but it doesn't really feel like it. Like, it, it, does the definition need, I suppose, re-examination? Well, that comes to the second part of, of, of my answer, which is what's going on in the Irish economy. And if you look at the... Uh, the latest forecast, say, from the ESRI, which would be the body that does the most detailed economic forecasting in Ireland, they are stating that we are, are currently in a recession. But if you look at the data underpinning, un- underlying their overall forecast, they're expecting numbers employed to continue rising. They're expecting unemployment to continue falling. They're expecting consumer spending to continue rising. So what, what seems to be happening with the, the current Irish recession, and I'll put the word recession there in inverted commas, is that it is largely down to what's going on in our multinational sector. And that is, is, is why we may not be feeling it. And, and, and the other thing I should point out is that in the other countries and the other economic blocks which are experiencing economic weakness, there's a, there's a division between what's happening in manufacturing, which is definitely in a recession. Even in the United States, their manufacturing sectors are in recession right now. There's yeah. a difference between that then and services, which are, are booming and, and are still going strong. And th- that is maybe the last shoe to drop before uh, an overall recession gets, gets calculated and, and, and it gets counted in. The impact for Ireland around stocks, you talk about the Magnificent Seven, uh, that have dropped 60% from peak. These are companies like Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft, Amazon, etc. The impact 
that those global drops have here, you know, when we obviously employ a lot of people from those countries, is that going to be significant? Well, I think you have to look at share price. Now, that, that I, I predicted, or I, I kind of made a speculation, that the, the Magnificent Seven shares would drop 60% next year. I'm, I'm kind of making an attention-seeking <laughs> prediction there. But, 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 but to an extent that isn't fully appreciated, the rise in U.S. stock indices over the last three years has been extraordinarily concentrated in those Magnificent Seven. Secondly, the holding of shares by retail, average Joe investors in the United States is extraordinarily concentrated in the tech sector. So, so I, and, and, and thirdly, the valuations of some of those shares is just ludicrously high. So if you look at NVIDIA, it, it's trading on something like 50 times earnings, which is just, in, it, it, it's not going to be possible for NVIDIA to, yeah. uh, to make good on, on the promise implicit in that share price. So I think those high-tech shares are, are very vulnerable to suffering disproportionately in any downside scenario. Uh, what impact would that have in Ireland? I think it would reduce the, uh, the desire of those companies to invest. They, they would retrench to some extent. But I think the, the Irish operations they have are so uh, productive and so profitable that the the impact on their Irish subsidiaries <clears throat> might be quite quite yeah. low and quite minimal. In fact, let's look at some of your other predictions. Uh, Pascal Donoghue to head up the IMF is one. Leo Varadkar to lose his suit is a second one. Let's let's touch on both those. Well, I think I, I think Pascal Donoghue was uh, a bit annoyed that news. Uh, of 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 his candidacy for the head of the IMF l- leaked out uh, as soon as it did. Y- you'd rather wait until you've every all of your ducks in a row before you go public on something like that. And th- the other problem is it caused a lot of upset on the Finnegale backbenches, where you, you you've got you know the average backbencher looking forward to fighting a, a general election in the near future under very difficult circumstances, and here's Pascal. Uh, about to get on a, a five-star cruise liner, uh, the HMS IMF is going to take him around the globe for the next four or five years. Yeah, the, I, I would I would have suggested that he would have. You're, you're right in saying that the optics uh, would have been he would have been disappointed with them in terms of what he could uh, what he could control or not control. Now, I think his candidacy it, it, he hasn't explicitly ruled out a candidacy, so I take that non-denial denial as an implicit admission that he is a potential candidate. And I think he would be a very strong candidate. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's head of the Eurogroup finance ministers. So one would expect him to have a large portion of the EU finance ministers' votes in his bag. The news leaked out when he was in the United States visiting the US Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. So I imagine he's, he probably has her vote in, in his pocket as well. Uh, and thirdly, he, he's the sort of personality that would do a good job in that in in in, in that IMF position. Yeah. Uh, he's intelligent. He's diplomatic. He he knows when to keep quiet, uh, and he's he's good at working the room and networking. So I, I think he'd be a good candidate, and he's likely to get it if he really wants it. Finally, let's end up on a high note. Uh, you're saying that uh, Ryanair is your stock prediction for 2024. Why so? Well, I think. Ryanair is 
I, I, I can hardly praise it highly enough. Uh, like I'm 63. My father went to the same secondary school as the, the head of the IDA when I was in secondary school. Michael Killeen was the guy's name. So I've always had a, an eye cocked at the state's efforts to develop Irish enterprise. And really, if you ask yourself, name me an Irish champion that scares its competitors. There is only one company that comes anywhere near that definition, and that's Ryanair. And they did that. You know, they got some help from people like Jim Mitchell and Seamus Brennan as transport ministers to try to push Aer Lingus back and create a bit of room for them to grow in. But other than that, they didn't really get any state aid. The, the real reason is Ryanair retains a commercial aggression, a commercial ambition, and it has a very high return on capital that it is consistently maintained. And if, if you look at the great investors, uh, the Warren Buffetts, uh, Charlie Mungers of this world, they, they look firstly for high return on capital, but secondly, scope to grow that high return on capital by continually reinvesting. Yeah. And Ryanair has a massive uh, reinvestment ambition with the, the, this huge order of aircraft it placed with Boeing last year. So, uh, and, and, and finally, if you know, it, one, at some point Ryanair is going to get so big. You know, I was flying out of Rome Airport uh, last summer, and I, I looked at the departure uh, TV. This is what you do when you're sitting bored, waiting for your plane to be called, and one sixth of the aircraft. Uh, leaving Fumicino Airport at, at that time were Ryanair aircraft. So at some point, Ryanair is going to uh, reach its limits in terms of what the EU competition authorities would allow. At that point, Ryanair can actually increase its, fare, its fares. You know, rather than growing in, in scope and scale and size, yeah. it can grow by upping its prices. And that will give it a bump in profitability when it goes X growth in Europe in terms of capacity and flight numbers. Right. Listen, always good to talk to you, Cormac. Thank you for your predictions. Great to discuss them with you. And uh, every success and happiness for 2024. And to you, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.